Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Live from Las Vegas, sports talk, hot takes, and all of the bangers. Lindsey Brown and Adrian Hernandez, the playmakers. We kind of missed you. I'm not going to lie. Pardon the interruption, but we are back. Yes, so we were scheduled not to be here on Monday. Some things happened. I wasn't able to be here on Tuesday. And yes, because you're hearing my voice first, that means the one and only Lindsey Brown is not here. But I actually haven't spoken with her for a couple days because she's on vacation with her family. I'm trying to let her enjoy it with all this sports stuff going on. I do believe she is in the air. We'll track her flight like a free agent signing, and she should be back tomorrow uh, as she's spent some lovely time with her family in Minnesota. With that being said, welcome in to the Playmakers. We haven't talked to you since Friday, and a lot has happened. And, of course, since I'm here by myself, uh, we need to go over a couple things. Um, I like to talk a lot, but sometimes when I talk, I build saliva in my mouth, and I need a moment to digest that, digest that. Because, you know, I, I want to come correct through these airwaves for you to provide you with the proper sports analysis and the proper sports take. So I might need a second to get rid of that saliva or, to be honest, might need a little breather. Might need a second to myself to drink some agua or, or right now, in this case, some Glacier Freeze Gatorade. So at any point while I'm talking, when you hear this, stay off the damn weed. That just means I'm taking a sip of water, okay? Now that we got that out of the way, yes, Adrian Hernandez here on The Playmakers. Be sure to tap in with us throughout our two hours of entertainment, hopefully at the Bet Las Vegas on Twitter and at Adrian Radio 93. We wish you a very pleasant afternoon wherever you may be. And, yes, I said that intentionally. The news broke last night. Uh, the news broke on our airwaves as the Dodgers were taking on the Giants a uh, legendary baseball icon, the voice of the game. I'm going to say it for the first time now, and I'm going to say it again throughout this show. You cannot tell the history of the sport of baseball and our country's past without mentioning Vince Scully, who passed away last night at the age of 94 while the Dodgers game was going on. Here in a few minutes, uh, we'll pay homage as best we can, and also coming up at 320 Tim Neverett, the voice of the Dodgers, play-by-play man. You'll hear him later today at 5.30 as coverage begins as they take on the Giants again. Uh, him and Rick Monday had the unfortunate task of having to tell Dodgers Nation and everyone tuned in across the country and the world that Vince Scully 
legendary voice of the Dodgers from from Brooklyn to L.A. had to pass away. So we'll check in with Tim Neverett. Um, I wish it was under better circumstances because obviously yesterday as well, the trade deadline passed. The Padres got Juan Soto. The Yankees are making moves. Uh, a lot of teams going after it and making trades. So we'll get into a little bit of baseball, but obviously uh, we'll focus most of our most of our attention when it comes to Vince Scully, may rest in power. Uh, alongside Tim Never joining us too, Scott Goldbranson of Silver and Black today will talk to us about the Raiders because believe it or not, no matter how many snaps the starters play, the Raiders will be playing their first preseason game, the Hall of Fame game in Canton, Ohio, as they'll take on the Jacksonville Jaguars. So Silver and Black today is our new Odyssey original podcast that covers our Las Vegas Raiders. We'll check in with one half of that terrific podcast, Scott Branson, coming up at 4 o'clock. And then right after that at 420, while you light up, we'll be joined by Mia O'Brien, who covers the Jaguars, Jaguars beat writer for 1010XL over there to kind of get some perspective on the Jaguars and, and the new new lease on life with Doug Peterson being their new head coach. And, of course, the Urban Meyer era finally being done. But we also, real quick, we need to get into some of the NFL news that has broke since we last spoke on Friday. Because, first and foremost, within the past two hours, uh, Hollywood Brown, speaking of the Arizona Cardinals, which we did a lot of last week with all the drama with Kyler Murray. Well, the drama continues, but this time, Hollywood Brown, who was just arrested, um, he was traveling 126 miles per hour. Uh, he was arrested for criminal speeding. Um, apparently, yeah, so he exceeded the 85-mile-per-hour um, speed limit. I'm trying to see what's going on right now in terms of if he if he was driving under the influence. Uh, no word of that, so he was charged with criminal speeding. Uh, he could face up to 30 days in jail, a fine up to $500, and a year probation. Uh, obviously, of his stature and with, with the, the money that he has, this this may just be a blimp on him. But again, more problems on and off the field for the Arizona Cardinals. The Dolphins getting fined $1.5 million, getting stripped of their first-round draft pick next year. Steven Ross, Dolphins owner, uh, getting fined for $1.5 million for tampering with Tom Brady and Sean Payton. And then, unfortunately for me, the hell of being a Browns fan that I didn't even ask for has escalated. So on Monday, the ruling from Sue L. Robinson, whatever cave she was looking over the records in for months, she finally came out and said that it was a six-game suspension. The NFL had three days. The NFLPA had three days to appeal the six-game suspension. Stay off the damn weed! I'm sorry for laughing because this is a serious matter, but I apologize. I just, I'm picturing someone tuning in going like, what the hell's going on? I just needed a breather. Okay, so Sue L. Robinson uh, laid the suspension out for Deshaun six games. The the 16-page report was very odd because essentially Sue L. Robinson said that over all the evidence and the, the five cases that the NFL presented to her during this whole process that she did find things that were suspect. But she also wanted to maintain some of the things that have happened with whether it's Ben Roethlisberger or Ezekiel or Elliott or some of these other suspensions having to do with the personal conduct policy that the NFL has for players and owners and management. Now, the NFL had three days to appeal. They used every damn 
nearly every damn hour they had available because just a few minutes ago, about an hour ago, excuse me, Tom Pelissero of the NFL said that the NFL is indeed appealing the suspension from NFL Network. Excuse me. Now, from what I'm what I'm from what I'm getting and what I'm looking at, and granted, coming up later on the show, we'll get into it more. Uh, Watson's camp was very unhappy with the six-game suspension. Uh, they believed the number was too substantial. The NFL PA didn't say that they were going to appeal the initial verdict from Sue L. Robinson, but now that the NFL has appealed the six-game suspension, now the NFL is the NFL PA, excuse me, is going to sue the NFL to take this to federal court, which is like, why are we doing this? I thought we agreed and came together jointly to have someone that is not involved in the NFL on either side to come look at this case, and we just end up doing the same exact thing. Obviously, this thing is ever-evolving, so we'll get into that here coming up. But right now, I want to take a moment to kind of talk about Vince Scully. We're, we're, We're going from the ugliness of the NFL to someone in Vince Scully who represents the best of us uh, in sports, in baseball, just as a person. Like I said earlier, you can't tell the story of the sport of baseball without mentioning Vince Scully. He called Dodgers baseball for 67 years, 67 years. Plus, he did football and golf beginning in 1950. I mean, like, let's just play the Kirk Gibson call real quick. The game right now. Iconic. Absolutely iconic. In a year that has been so improbable, the impossible has happened. Absolutely incredible stuff from the 1988 World Series. Just one of one of uh, uh, a whole bunch of calls in Vince Scully's career. And, you know, on Friday on the show, when we talked to Andreas Hale of the Sporting News, we talked about how over the weekend Ric Flair was fighting in his final wrestling match ever at the age of 73 and being disgusted on like, yo, how much taxes does he owe the government that he's having to go through this? Uh, happy to report that uh, Ric Flair is still alive, but it just kind of proves the point of Vince Scully of how many people do we honestly let age gracefully anymore? Just think about that. How many people do we allow to be in our presence and we love them and we let them do what they do and we don't question it? Like, to me, that that's a sign of not only respect, it's a sign of trust and admiration. I mean, I want to play you right now 2016, his final call against those San Francisco Giants that the Dodgers will be taking on later tonight. And just, just take in for a moment the gracefulness and just how good of a human being that you could tell just by, just by hearing a minute of this man speak. You know, friends, so many people have wished me congratulations on a 67-year career in baseball, and they've wished me a wonderful retirement with my family. And now, all I can do is tell you what I wish for you. May God give you for every storm a rainbow, for every tear a smile, for every care a promise, and a blessing in each trial. For every problem life seems a faithful friend to share, for every sigh a sweet song and an answer for each prayer. 
you and I have been friends for a long time, but I know in my heart that I've always needed you more than you've ever needed me. And I'll miss our time together more than I can say. But you know what? There will be a new day and eventually a new year. And when the upcoming winter gives way to spring, oh, rest assured, once again, it will be time for Dodger baseball. So this is Vin Scully wishing you a very pleasant good afternoon wherever you may be. Uh, I don't know about you hearing that, uh, but me, and I'm not even a Dodgers fan, goosebumps. Um, Vin Scully, rest in power, just to put things in perspective. Not only did he call much of Jackie Robinson's career. Let's just go through this list real quick. Once again, I said, you can't tell the story of baseball without Vin Scully. And just look at all these players that he got to call. Sandy Koufax, Don Drysdale, Tommy Lasorda, Kurt Gibson, Fernando Valenzuela's, Valenzuela, excuse me, I'm Hispanic, shame on me, Earl Hershiser, Mike Piazza, Gary Sheffield, Adrian Beltre, Adrian Gonzalez, Kenley Jansen, Clayton Kershaw. If you close those eyes and use the Odyssey app to do the rewind feature, you can just see yourself walking through the Hall of Fame of baseball looking at all these names that Vince Scully had the honor of getting to tell stories about and call these games throughout so many of these years. And by the way, I apologize. Coming up here in less than 10 minutes, we also have some tickets for you to the IFL National Championship, which happens this Saturday at the new Dollar Loan Center. Uh, we got a family four-pack coming up for you today. Not only in a matter of, when are we going to give it away here? In less than 10 minutes, we'll also at 4 o'clock around 421. We'll have another pair of tickets as we hook you up throughout the rest of the week. But those names kind of give you a good glimpse of the history of the sport and I could keep talking, but I just said I am not a Dodgers fan, and I think proper due diligence needs to be given, which is why we'll be joined by Tim Neverett coming up here in a few moments. But real quick, I just want to play you a few minutes of what MLB Network did as soon as the news broke because it has some of the biggest and best names in sports and, and some of the best Dodgers throughout its history as we are home of the L.A. Dodgers here in Las Vegas, 1140 The Bet, to just give you a glimpse of his impact because truly – in this age of streaming, in this age of everyone watching on a whole bunch of different devices and multiple streams and commentators to watch these games, I don't think we'll ever have another Vince Scully ever again. So here's a glimpse from MLB Network. Hi, everybody, and a very pleasant opening day. It's goosebump time here at Dodger Stadium. Vince Scully was the greatest broadcaster in baseball that there ever was, maybe the greatest sports broadcaster there ever was. Two and two to Harvey Keen. One strike away. Sandy into his windup. I've been around a lot of professional athletes and a lot of broadcasters over the years. One guy who I was in awe of is Vince Scully. In a year that has been so improbable, the impossible has happened. There was just something to the tone uh, of, of Vince's voice that... You know, it, it was exciting. Behind the bag, it gets through Buckner. Here comes Knight, and the Mets win it. Exciting and yet soothing. Perhaps the most beautiful and dramatic moment in the history of sports. Let there be a prayer for every life. And wherever you are, maybe you, in silent tribute to Campanella, can also say a prayer for his well-being. And he had ways of philosophizing about things that were extraordinary. It wasn't baseball, it was life. 
His voice, for one thing, is, is, uh, is something that you never forget. We've had all the pomp and circumstance. We've had all the fuss and feathers. It's time for Dodger baseball. There are certain broadcasters that they come along, no matter what era they come along. There's no one like Ben Scully. Vincent Edward Scully was born November 29, 1927 in Bronx, New York. Growing up blocks from the polo ground, Scully quickly became enamored with the game of baseball and the excitement it elicited from fans. I was a big Giants fan. I grew up in the polo grounds. My first love was with the roar of the crowd, and that's what really intrigued me. And when I was eight years old, I wrote a composition for the nuns saying that I wanted to be a sports announcer. And that was the beginning of the love affair from seven or eight years old anyway. That love affair would manifest itself years later at Fordham University, where Scully's broadcasts of Ram athletic games left a lasting impression on Red Barber, the then legendary voice of the Brooklyn Dodgers. And one day, Red, in the course of a broadcast, said, uh, uh, this young man from Fordham has been, had been writing to me and sending me tapes of his broadcasts of Fordham sports. And so I put him on a football broadcast this winter that I was anchoring. I thought it was terrific. I'm going to give him a little shot here with the Dodgers. It was an opening, and Red decided, I'm going to take that redheaded kid, and I'm going to make him an announcer. And Scully was a very apt pupil and a very rapid one. Vin learned at Red's feet, and then he said he's going to do an inning every game, and then for that summer, he did one inning every game. Here's Vince Scully. Vince, thank you, Jerry, and good evening, everybody. And despite the fact that I have just knocked a cup of coffee in my lap and a suit that's just out of the cleaners, it's great to be home. And we knew he was great right away, because we would talk on the corner. The guys would get together. Did you hear this kid? Wow, he's good. Scully's broadcasts resonated beyond the street corners in Brooklyn. And when Red Barber left the team following the 1953 season, Scully became the Dodgers' primary announcer. One out in the first inning, in case you might have just dropped by. No score. In 1955, he was behind the mic for Game 7 of the World Series between his Brooklyn Dodgers and the crosstown rival New York Yankees, a moment that would prove to be one of the most emotional of his career. The Dodgers had never won a World Series. And finally, uh, on the last out, I said rather simply, uh, ladies and gentlemen, the Brooklyn Dodgers are the champions of the world. Well, a lot of people all winter long said to me, how in the world could you have been so calm? Well, the truth is, I could not have said another word without breaking down and crying. Just three years removed from Brooklyn's first title, Dodgers owner Walter O'Malley relocated the team to Los Angeles, and with it came the budding voice of the franchise. Good afternoon, everybody. This is Ben Scully speaking to you from the Los Angeles Coliseum as opening day has finally come. Ben goes to the West Coast, and he, within a year, instantly, straight away, becomes the Dodgers evangelist, its ambassador to the public. People are stuck on the freeway for hour after hour after hour. What better way to spend it than to pull up a chair, even in your car, as Ben says, and listen to him. And let the personnel and the years change. They are still the Giants and the Dodgers. No two ways about it. People thought, wow, uh, you know, this guy is so good. And and they started bringing the transistor radios to the ballpark. Even though they were seeing the game, that wasn't good enough. They needed to know Vinny's take on it. 
But in 1958, I made a trip with a bunch of disc jockeys out from Miami, and we went to the Coliseum, and everybody brought radios to listen to Scully do the games, and there was feedback. He actually had to say, turn your radios down. There's too much feedback off the broadcast. I'd never seen that. Over the course of his storied career, Scully provided a soundtrack to some of the greatest moments in baseball history. On September 9, 1965, he chronicled Sandy Koufax's perfect game. It is 9.46 p.m. Two and two to Harvey Keene. One strike away. Sandy into his windup. Here's the pitch. One run and missed a perfect game. On the scoreboard in right field, it is 9.46 p.m. in the city of the Angels, Los Angeles, California. Most people in Southern California said to me, and it was written up, how dramatic, how theatrical it was that I had the time. Well, it was pure uh, luck. I was just giving it for Sandy and for his grandchildren, and it just seemed to play very well. And that is where I'm going to leave it because MLB Network uh, did a tremendous job. I believe over the the, the following hour after news broke, uh, they gave coverage, wall to wall coverage. So that's just just in a matter of minutes, just a little snippet. They talked about Sandy Koufax. Yo, this man literally was on the call for Hank Aaron breaking the all time home run record. Like I just told you, the 1988 World Series. He was doing the Dodgers play by play in 2015. Like, the time span and just all the moments for generations upon generations, truly, truly spectacular. In a matter of minutes, we'll be joined by Tim Neverett, who does play-by-play, who was on the call last night. You heard it here on 1140 The Bet with Rick Monday. Uh, We'll get his thoughts on everything with Vince Scully. We'll talk a little bit of baseball with the Dodgers heading into the postseason. And, of course, the trade deadline passing away, or passing, excuse me. Um, But real quick, just one last time, Vince Scully, rest in power. Uh, And with that, we have to awkwardly transition into a chance for you and your family to have some fun this weekend because the IFL National Championship is going on this Saturday, August 13th. So we want to hook you up with a family four-pack of tickets to witness Northern Arizona's Wranglers take on the Quad City Steam Wheelers. The Quad City Steam Wheelers as they they compete to be crowned the 13th ever IFL champion. So call or 10 right now. Get you some tickets. 702-889-6978. You win your way into the IFL National Championship this Saturday, August 13th at the beautiful brand new Dollar Loan Center. One more time. Call or 10. 702-889-6978. And good luck from the Playmakers and 1140 The Bet. Tim Neverett's next. The Dodgers take on the rival Giants later today. Coverage starts here at 5.30 p.m. Of course, we are the Las Vegas home of the Dodgers here on 1140 The Bet. And joining us now is Dodgers play-by-play voice and face on radio and TV, Tim Neverett, brought to us by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download your BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. Tim, I wish we were talking uh, in, in different circumstances, but I view today as one of honoring the legacy of Vince Scully. And with all that said, thank you for joining us. And how are you doing? Uh, doing as well as can be expected, I guess. Yeah. Uh, thanks for having me. And, and it's just a difficult time, certainly, for anybody who's got any affiliation with the Dodgers or baseball or broadcasting. And, uh, you know, it was tough last night when we got the word in between innings uh, midway through the game. We, we didn't know. Uh, we were told 
and then uh, we just sort of reacted to the situation, um, and the game really kind of became secondary last night. Even though the Dodgers beat the Giants uh, nine to five, uh, played well. Uh, a lot of things to talk about with baseball, with the trading deadline, and we had all those things ready to go. But then all of a sudden, that all got put on the back burner, and uh, it was just about honoring and remembering Vin Scully and sitting next to Rick Monday, who has known <laughs> he's known Vin for, gosh, probably longer than most. Yeah. Uh, and I know it was difficult on him as well. And, and uh, uh, one thing we'll say, the um, the Giants, uh, very classy organization, number one, even though they have got such a great rivalry with the Dodgers. Um, Larry Bear, the uh, president and CEO of the, of the Giants, came in the booth during the game after the news got out and uh, waited. He stood behind Rick and I and, waited for a commercial break and then um, told us that they were not going to put anything up on the board during the game because they weren't sure if the players or staff in the dugout knew and they didn't want to affect the game, didn't want to affect those guys at all. And I thought that was a really good thing to do. And as soon as the game ended, they put it up on their big screen and people um, who were leaving, once they saw it, they all turned around and, uh, a standing ovation. People were doffing their hats and they were, you know, clapping and um, in honor of him. It was something that I'd never seen before. The umpires didn't leave the field once they saw it. Uh, they they were on their way off and then they noticed and they turned around and, uh, you know, some of the Dodger players who were out there going through the handshake line and then they looked up and they were like, they all stopped. Time stopped last night when uh, word got out um, at Oracle Park. And in the visiting TV booth, they've always had this since uh, Vin did his last broadcast there. They have a plaque that that, uh, commemorates his final broadcast ever. So there's there's a lot of things, you know, a lot of of ways that he's being honored and and memorialized, and uh, there's a lot more to come, that's for sure, because many people are – Actually, starting last night, started going to Dodger Stadium, and there's been a makeshift memorial, people wow. bringing candles and flowers and baseballs and pictures and, and you name it. And uh, that had begun, I think, literally minutes after we announced it last night. Um, and in Los Angeles, Vin Scully was the most trusted public figure probably ever in that town. Um to lose Vin, uh, I don't know if there's an equivalent because of the generations that he crossed over and the bridge that he was between, uh, you know, their beloved baseball team and uh, and them. I mean, when he talked to you in person, you were the only person in the room. He made you feel 100 feet tall. He, he made you feel really great. And every time I would go see him and when he was still working and I, and, and uh, leave the booth, I, I felt great. I was on cloud nine. He, that's what he could do for you personally, for people who didn't know him and listened to him and watched him for all those years. They felt like they knew him. And I guarantee you a lot of people, and they got the news last night and again today, this morning, you know, felt like they've suffered the loss of a, of a close friend. And, and that's, that's extremely impactful. We haven't had a broadcaster. I don't care if it's news, sports, whatever. We haven't had a broadcaster in this country 
that had the impact of Vin Scully on people. Um, and, and he wasn't the kind of guy that would walk around and say, yeah, I'm, I'm that guy. I'm important. No, he was very humble, very humble. He was all about his family and he never really sought the attention, but he was so good at what he did that, you know, attention followed him. Um, and it was always positive. It really was always positive, always will be positive, and there'll never be anybody that will be able to do the job as well as Vim. No, 100%. And, and you bring up, you know, the longevity in 67 years of being in the booth. Like, I just think as a country, how many people do we allow to age gracefully? Or you bring up the trade deadline. I know yesterday Christian Vasquez was traded from the Red Sox to the Houston. They told him in the middle of the press conference that he was traded. Like, the respect and the admiration of the Giants coming to you guys and saying, hey, after the game, we'll put it up. We'll make sure that this game goes through because we don't know the impact if they find out during the game. Like, that, that impact is you can't, you can't really put a price on it. Um, and why do you think the relationship between, you know, not to go on, on a quick tangent here, but I'm from Cleveland, Ohio, uh, and Tom Hamilton has covered the does the play-by-play for the Indians and now Guardians. He's honestly the reason why I'm here, wanted to be on the radio. Instead of being on the field, I wanted to be the person talking about it or telling the story. And that effect that play-by-play announcers have and that relationship they have with fans, why do you think that is? Because they are the conduit, you know. They are they're the connection to the team. And I can un- certainly understand. I mean, and knowing Tom Hamilton, as long as I have, a, I can understand why Cleveland fans are connected to him. He is wonderful. He's excitable. He's great. Um, and a great guy. And I, I've, I've always liked Tom. Um, but I, I, it, the, the broadcasters are the connection. They are your lifeline to the team. Because if these teams just played in a stadium and there was no broadcast, uh, you'd just be able to read, maybe read about them or something. Uh, but you can see them. You can hear about them. And for years and years, it was radio. You know, 1920. KDKA Radio in Pittsburgh did the first ever baseball broadcast. Wow. And they have the distinction of, of being the, the inventors of it. Um, they go back to a gentleman uh, by the name of Rosie Rosewell, who once they established they were going to broadcast games, people had an incredible connection to him and his, and his folksiness and, um, you know, things like that. And, uh, and it's just – it's. It's just gone all around baseball where you have the, you know, similar voices all the time. The same people who have built this encyclopedia of knowledge and trust with the fans, uh, you know, about the team. And when you hear those voices and when you watch them on television, you're immediately connected to the team. Uh, it's branding, of, uh, for use a term of today's terminology, but it's also important. Uh, when we look at um, you know, with what's going on in the world today, whether you uh, follow news or not, and things affect you personally, you look at baseball, I think, and, and sports in general, but baseball in particular, especially this time of year, as an escape, as a distraction. And I go back to the 2020 season when baseball was a distraction for everybody when we had the, the shutdown for COVID, uh, you know, pandemic restrictions and everybody was stuck at home and uh you know when baseball came back it was great and people connected and then reconnected with the announcers and you know i just think that it's such an important part of our 
society is to have sports that bring together people of, of different opinions on other things. But, you know, if you have people in, in Los Angeles that might have different views of how the, the city, the state, or the country should be run, when it comes to the Dodgers, they can all agree they want them to win. And that's because of Vin Scully. And when he got there in 1950 and with the Brooklyn Dodgers and then in the late 50s uh, to Los Angeles, that was just about the time the transistor radio was invented. And so people would bring them to the ball games, And you could hear Vin throughout the stadium. The players could hear him. They could hear the radio broadcast because of the people, the number of people, the thousands and thousands of people that would bring radios to the game. There are countless stories of, of uh, adults today who were kids then who would put the transistor radio under their pillow and fall asleep listening to Vin Scully and Jerry Doggett. Um, it was, it's, it's just, uh, you know, again, it's the connection. It's the connection you make, and the broadcaster is the conduit. And Vin was the biggest, best, and greatest conduit of all time. A hundred percent, and obviously you're, you're lucky enough to – to know him professionally, um, and I'd like to know professionally and just as a person overall outside of baseball, uh, what were the biggest things that you learned from Vin with your time spent? A couple of things. Uh, first of all, be yourself. Um, there were a lot of people who wanted to emulate Vin, but you know nobody can copy him and nobody could imitate him. But he would often tell people, you know, the best thing to do is to just be yourself. You know if you're there for a while, people are going to like you. (laughs) And and, and he was just just so humble with, with how he would say that. I mean, and I I think when he told me that he was probably in his, I don't know, 50, year or 50, 60 year or something. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Tim. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I I learned that. I I also learned that, um, you know, when you, when you play baseball, I played through college and there was always one like, you know, somebody's pitching a no hitter, you know, don't say anything, can't say anything. And even as a, a younger broadcaster in my days with the Pittsburgh pirates, there was still this thing where you, you have this unspoken word if there was a no hitter going on. But then was one that for all of his time in baseball, and I believe he learned this from red barber is, you know, you have to tell the audience what's going on. There is no broadcasters jinx. That is a bunch of nonsense. And it is It's the stupidest thing I've ever heard, but it's, but it's funny and it's fun for the fans and it's fun for the players in the dugout for those people to, you know, stay with the tradition of baseball where you don't say anything. But I mean, this year we've had Clayton Kershaw go through uh, two games where he's been perfect through seven, you know, and if me as a broadcaster, if I don't say anything about it and I'm just ho-humming it like, Oh, it's just another game. I'm not doing my job. So I need to, let people know. And that's one thing, a big thing I learned from Vin is that don't let people who want to accuse you of jinxing a no hitter because the next guy hits a ball up the middle and that it was the, suddenly the broadcaster's fault. Uh, like the pitcher and hitter had nothing to do with it. Um, you know, he, he said, don't ever let that bother you. He said, you need to tell people what's going on. And, uh, and, and I do. And when, Kershaw had his last flirt with a perfecto. It was in Anaheim against the Angels, and I was on television. And in the eighth inning, Luis Renjifo hits a double. And sure enough, Tim, it wasn't your I fault. I get blamed for it, <laughs> but um, it's it's. But I learned that from Vin, and uh, uh, I I learned about you know 
how to be humble and how to be gracious and uh, a lot of things I, I learned from him just from being around him a little bit, not nearly as much as somebody like my partner Rick Monday has been, but uh, you know, Vin was special, one of a kind. He really got it and Los Angeles and the baseball world really got him. Tim never joining us here on the playmakers. Of course, we are the home of the Dodgers. Pre-game coverage starts tonight, 5.30 p.m. shortly after the Playmakers is over. Um, t- um, do you mind if we get into a little bit of baseball? I kind of feel in bad taste with everything going on, um, but with the trade deadline. Yeah, sure. I mean, I know last night we were going to talk a lot more about it um, until we got news halfway through the game, and then our whole focus and mood and everything else changed, and we sort of put that stuff on the back burner. And, and it, you know, it, it, I don't know if you listened last night or not, but I mean, no, really we did. The game it was, was secondary. Yeah, no, it was very, it was very heartfelt, and honestly, I couldn't imagine having to be put through that situation. And you know, your concern, knowing him off the field, knowing him professionally, and what he means to the to to baseball, like we talked about here. Um, before we get you out of here, just want to get your thoughts uh, on the Padres, and of course, some of the moves they made, including the blockbuster of acquiring Juan Soto. Yeah, you know, the Padres are doing everything they can to improve themselves, and and that's what every major league team should do. Unfortunately, we see a lot of teams out there that don't try to do that at the deadline or can't do it, they say. But, you know, hats off to the Padres for doing what they can to try to win because that's the name of the game in big league baseball is to win. You're You're trying to win a championship, and that's what they're trying to do. Now, that being said, they've flipped over about a third of their roster in about 48 hours. And there's kind of a breaking in period to expect, I would think. Um, you know, they're a good team. Can they do enough to win the division? I don't know. Dodgers are a good team, too. <laughs> you know, the Just Dodgers are already, <laughs> they're already loaded with stars, right? So um, it's going to be, you know, pretty crazy, especially starting Friday when the Dodgers and Padres go head-to-head. Um, but you got to give the Padres credit. They're trying to win, and you can't blame them for that. Uh, Juan Soto is a good, good addition, but the the biggest addition to me and the guy I really wanted to see the Dodgers get was Josh Bell. Um, you know, Bell coming in in that same deal, and you look at his offensive numbers, he's really, really good. And, uh, you know, he would have helped any ball club, including the Dodgers, but he's going to the Padres instead. And, um, you know, it's all you, you can make all the changes in the world, but the Padres haven't won anything with those guys yet. And they still have to win the ball games. And a lot can happen between now and the the end of September, early October, uh, to see who's going to be where. Uh, and the Dodgers are still going to win their share of ball games. Believe me. And uh, final question before we get you out of here, Tim. And thank you so much for the time. Um, some are going to say the health of guys like Dustin May may be the biggest key. But to you, as we head into October, uh, from the Dodgers' perspective, what are you looking out for in terms of biggest keys? Well, I think Dustin May can be a key, but he's still going to have a little bit of a period coming back to adjust, and it looks like it's going to be sooner than later. I understand he's going to have two more rehab starts, and then he'll be back with us. Uh, so that's going to shorten the time uh, for him to, to get here. So by you know mid-August, uh, he'll be back with the Dodgers throwing. Uh, Walker Bueller is still a possibility for late September uh, and into the playoffs. Uh, Blake Trinan certainly will be back. Uh, Bruzdar Gratterall, who I saw yesterday, uh, you know, he'll come back in the bullpen. Um, you know, so uh, we may, I mean, there's, there's other guys that are still out there. So the Dodgers have to make some tough decisions 
with personnel coming up due to the 40-man roster situation. But, I mean, they're loaded with players, and they're loaded with guys coming back. I think Dustin May could be an impact player for sure. Uh, I hope he is. And, you know, the, the starting pitching, the bullpen, that's going to be a key. Offensively, they're still getting it done, even though you have a few guys struggling down toward the bottom of the order. But they come through from time to time. But when you have Mookie Betts, Trey Turner, and Freddie Freeman doing what they're doing right now, um, it's it's incredible to watch every night. So the, the run generation and the run prevention, those are the two biggest things. And I think the Dodgers are going to be good in both those categories. There it is. I know it's a busy and a heartfelt day for you. Um, thank you not only for last night um, and going through that, but giving us some insight into Vin and the Dodgers here, Tim. And we'll hear from you later tonight with the call of the game. And I'm sure there'll be some more conversation about Vin, plenty of it. And uh, I don't know where we're headed with the broadcast tonight, but uh, we're just going to go where it takes us. Uh, and, um, you know, it's, it's, you know, for me, and I think any, I, I speak for all of us, I mean, it's an honor to, to be with the Dodgers and to, to even, you know, remotely get a chance to do a fraction of what, uh, what Vin got to do on a nightly basis. It's just, you know, you pinch yourself sometimes and realize where you are and what you're doing, but, uh, I hope that I can do him justice tonight. Thank you, Tim. We'll talk to you soon, okay? Okay, no problem. There he is, Tim Neverett, play-by-play announcer of the Dodgers. Of course, the game, the coverage here on your home of the Los Angeles Dodgers. 11.40, the bet kicks off at 5.30 p.m. Tim Neverett brought to us by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download your BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. Coming up. We also have to talk about Bill Russell, and we got your tickets to the IFL Championship coming up, too. It's a busy day on the Playmakers, 1140 The Bet. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at 
at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odyssey podcast. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Adrian Hernandez and Lindsey Brown, the Playmakers, exclusively on 1140 The Bet. Yo, just one more time, thank you so much to Tim Nevert for joining us uh, to talk about last night in the broadcast and having to break the uh, news to not only Dodgers Nation, but the rest of baseball and the world. Be sure to check out our Playmakers podcast feed, wherever you get your podcasts, including that Odyssey app, to check that out. Plus, the interviews that we have ahead. Coming up at 4 o'clock, Scott Goldbranson of Silver and Black today will be checking in as we are less than, well, actually, hold on. I want to say 24 hours, but the game kicks off at 4 p.m. tomorrow. So, we are 24 hours away. 24 hours and seven minutes away, excuse me, less than seven minutes at the moment until football finally kicks off for the 2020 season. We'll be checking in with Scott to get the perspective of our Raiders. And also we'll go to Duval County with those Jacksonville Jaguars and check in with Mio O'Brien who covers the team for 1010 XL. That comes up at four o'clock. Plus we have more family four packs to hook you up with the IFL national championship, which is going down Saturday August 13th at the brand new Dollar Loan Center. We'll get you those tickets at precisely 4.21 p.m., which leaves us with just a minute here in this 3 o'clock hour. Real quick, the latest with Deshaun Watson, the NFL appealed the suspension. The NFLPA is planning to file a lawsuit. This is such an ugly situation from both sides. The NFL apparently wanted a 12-game suspension, not a six-game, with filing the appeal of the suspension they want an indefinite suspension so with the lawsuit this means that ultimately they're going to take it to federal court I'm sorry didn't you guys both agree to have Sue L. Robinson a former federal judge look at this case so now you're going to have to present this to the judges and go hey we had one look at it but we didn't necessarily like it or at least one side did can you make sure that this is right Kind of seems a little ridiculous. And, of course, we got more about that, more football, more tickets, all of that. Hour two of the Playmakers coming up next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.